beautiful people hello hello i am jared the football genius burgess and i'm stephanie fitzpatrick aka the advantage coach this is episode 117 of the field to the real podcast yes i'd like to take this moment to again apologize to you guys uh (laughs) for the issue with our youtube videos but they are coming out um yesterday yeah (laughs) Well, we're recording yesterday. this on Thursday, but <laughs> when you hear this, it'll be Friday. So they'll yeah. be all they would have all come out during that time. So thank you guys yeah. for being patient with us. Uh, we truly appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and we'll keep trying to uh, you know, as stuff pops up, we'll try to make sure we get it, you know, fixed in a timely oh, fashion. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But how you feeling today, Step? I'm good. I'm not gonna complain. Like I'm, you know, I'm here. I'm yeah. blessed. What about you? I'm feeling good today. Good. I am. Yeah. Good. good. I'm really glad good you did. That makes me smile. <laughs> ready to, <laughs> it does. You ready to jump into this? Who's really right? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, this one I, especially. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about to say now. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this story is 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 funny because um someone or whoever I was learning the story about learning the story from uh-huh. um was talking about how lebron james would typically be in the playoffs right now mm. um that's true and would not be able to to make this sort of an impact mm. <laughs> they are let, me, right. <laughs> let me paint the scene for you so uh Bronny, with his high school team was playing at his dad's alma mater St. Vincent, St. Mary in Akron, Ohio. So the, the gymnasium obviously is named after LeBron James because of, you know, it's LeBron. He's the most famous alumni in the history of the school. So yeah, thank. <laughs> um, during, this, <laughs> during this game, the uh, PA announcer kind of made a little bit of a dig at Bronny at the expense of LeBron. Um, when he had gotten filed and fouled and he had felt like um, he had gotten that favorable call because LeBron is his father and they were playing in the LeBron James Auditorium. So um, the, the PA announcer made that dig and immediately LeBron stops the game and goes over to the PA announcer and clears it up immediately. <clears throat> now, Step, do you think this movie... I mean, movie. Do you think this situation yeah, this was, was movie, all right. <laughs> Do you think this was a passionate move? Excuse me, or did LeBron overstep overstep a little bit in um, his actions after the PA announcer did what he did? I think this was a little bit, a wee bit of entitlement, just a mm-hmm. little bit. The gyms that are named after you, mm-hmm. and let's be clear, you are LeBron James. Mm -hmm. so i think that this was a tad bit over the top a little bit of an overstep on his part understandable Mm -hmm. 
I'm not arguing with the fact the PA announcer was wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying that Joe Blow's daddy mm-hmm. would not have been able to stop the game to go and address somebody unless he wanted to get thrown out of the whole auditorium. Okay? Okay. okay. You know, I'm, okay. I'll say, yeah. you know, I'm telling the truth. Yeah. Joe Blow's daddy would be no, no. kicked out. No, well, Joe Blow Daddy definitely would have been kicked out. Kicked Joe out. Blow, Joe Blow Daddy stopping the game. It, it's just not going to be national. It's not going to be national news. It's not. But here's my thing. And when we talked about this in the production meeting, this was my point. I think it needed to be addressed. But I mm-hmm. think there is a time and a place and a space mm-hmm. for everything. Yeah. And in this situation, because you were... LeBron James, you knew you wouldn't suffer any consequences for doing what you did. You knew that. You mm-hmm. knew. And so that's why you went forth with your uh, stopping the game in the middle of the game to go and talk to somebody like, well, it wasn't the middle of the game. It was forced in the game either way. The point <laughs> being, like, I even, you know, my ex-husband coached AAU basketball mm-hmm. for 13 years, right? So I've been around passionate parents before. Mm-hmm. Pissed off at refs, yelling at refs, all that kind of stuff. Even I've been in a I've been in a gym where it was girls. That's why I like girls basketball. Though. Mm-hmm. A girls basketball game where this girl set a pick so hard on one of my ex husband's players that it broke her jaw. Wow. So. Well, and if her mama and daddy could could, could contain their <laughs> their emotions mm-hmm. in that moment <clears throat> until because her dad ended up staying, her mom went with her to the hospital because mm-hmm. he wanted to have words with the ref because it had been a rough game and this mm-hmm. was the result of you not making calls. But he didn't act a fool in the middle of the game. He waited. Like any adult who isn't entitled would, mm-hmm. and said what he had to say to the rep. Now, wasn't pretty, but he said what he had to say. I ain't mad at him. You should have said what you had to say. But <laughs> there's a time and a place for everything. And I think entitlement allowed LeBron to, to do what he did. So I'm going to tell you why this story, I guess, hits me the way that he it hits me the way that it does, right? Oh. And so obviously you guys know that I'm on the opposite end of where Stephanie is with this. Of course, it's LeBron. Um, well, no, 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 not even. Wrong. <laughs> no, he can definitely do some wrong. But, <laughs> um, the reason why I see it as a passionate move and a move that needed to happen in the moment. Well, before that, let me say why this is especially you know, hits me, right? Okay. Um, I have the type of big sister that if something like this happens, she's going to fight the PA announcer immediately. No. Oh yeah, no, she's not. No, she's fighting. You didn't no, say no. no talk. You said she's not going to. She's not going to address it with him in a nice, calm way. If somebody says something crazy about me in the stands on the thing. She's going to address it. And I point out two 
scenarios where my sister <laughs> come on big sis i love it has gone crazy shout out to you fats i love you but i got to tell the story oh. um so my senior year of college i can't remember no it wasn't my senior year it was my junior year my junior year of college we played famu at famu oh mm-hmm. i believe okay. that my family sat on the famu side <laughs> sat on the fam you side bad, 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 bad. with, with J Boy's family, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Lord. Um, this <laughs> game in particular, something happened at halftime, and we got into a fight with their band because their band was on our sidelines drinking our water, right? And they were like kind of going through our stuff. So obviously, that was a problem for us. One of our trainers asked them to stop. They got disrespectful and then, you know, they got beat up on. Right. It was the melee. Okay. But we were in FAM. We were at FAM yeah, in Tallahassee. Idea. Yeah. And their fans oh, who were, we were, you know how usually you're on the side where your fans are? You're mm-hmm. on that sideline. Mm-hmm. you at least they didn't back then. They would put you on the side with their rowdy fans. So when what? that happens, it erupts. Fans are throwing stuff in yeah. the, uh, at us on the oh side. They're throwing full bottles of whatever they oh, have. No. They're hitting us. And my sister in the sea of all this stands up and says, and I quote, none of y'all MFs better hit my brother with a bottle in the mist with my nephew at the time, who was only like, a year old or something like that. Um, so she was ready to get to it with a whole sea of FAMU uh, folks. See, I need and... y'all to get some visual to this though. <laughs> Jared is ginormous compared to his sister. Okay, let us be clear. <laughs> no, Nobody who sees her thinks that I am the little brother. <laughs> right. That's, that's, Hard to imagine, big little right? brother. Big little brother. Uh-huh. So y'all just have to get that visual in your head. <laughs> this little bitty person stands up. Trying <laughs> like, to protect her little brother. brother. Excuse me, ma'am. Do you think he can handle himself? He's right. a small man. <laughs> like, just saying a bottle. Like, you know, just, okay. But go ahead. Yeah. Just, I just needed them to get the whole visual. Yeah. Because the sister is so small. It's tiny. Yeah. I'm like, like, this is hilarious. <laughs> like, this is me. This she me. We the same uh-huh. person. Because I'd be the same way. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's one story of her, like, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. Um, she not this going for the, the, the little brother yeah. disrespect. And then my junior year of high school, we were playing against um, my, my my best friends, uh, Tuan and Dirt. We were playing mm-hmm. against their high school team. They played for it. They went to a different school. They went to Cadoza High School. I went to Coolidge. And so we were playing them for their homecoming. And <clears throat> I was having probably one of the better games of my, my high school career. And I believe the play was a little bit dirty. Somebody had, like, rolled my ankle or something like that. Now, at Cadoza High School, now, both of these uh, stories, we are at the opponent's school. There's I not even, 
there's like a, <laughs> there is a dugout that separates the bleachers from the field. So you can't just come down the stands and go right onto the field. So I don't know how she did it. She jumped on that top in of that mist, dugout. In the midst of that play, she comes out onto the field. I actually have this on tape. Comes out onto the field while I'm hurt. Upset, ready to fight. Now, I say all this to say, just to kind of move myself from, from the fact that, you know, this I'm is what only caping, to. right. <laughs> I'm only caping for LeBron. Because yeah. if I felt like it was wrong, I would certainly say it. Yeah. But to get back to the point of the story, <laughs> if you're LeBron and this is your child, right? You know what I'm saying? And maybe you say to yourself, LeBron could have waited to the end of the game to address this. But as a parent, you also don't know after this PA announcer is or saying sister, this. Apparently. Huh? I said, or a sister. Or a sister. <laughs> you don't know if he, this PA announcer is going to say something yeah. else throughout the span of this game to be disrespectful to your child. Yeah. Right. And so in the moment, I understand why he would say, you know what? I'm going to go speak to him now because so trying to make a dig at my child, like you're disrespecting me and I can handle that, but you're doing it at the expense of my child and he doesn't mm -hmm. deserve that, mm -hmm. you know? And so I don't even think it was a conscious thing in his mind where it's like, oh, I'm just going, you know, it's like- Interrupt this game and just yeah, go. Yeah, like this my oldest born, like, Nah, you got to don't play we, like that. Yeah. Yeah, we not playing like that. And I I just want to put um the upcoming coaches on notice uh and the upcoming PA announcers on notice. Um I think Ali is going to be a dancer. You know, well, Masai may dabble in sports a little bit, but I think he's probably going to be more of a musician. Um Jack's artsy, but he's also athletic. But if any of my kids decide to play sports, <laughs> and if any PA announcer decides to get on the horn during a game to disrespect my child, I am at you ASAP. So I 100% understand where LeBron was coming from here. And I do feel like it was a passionate move. In retrospect, you may believe that, okay, probably should have waited to the end to do this. But again, like you don't know how far this disrespect is going to go, how many times he's going to do it during the game. And to me, it was one of those things that needed to be checked immediately. Because, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, no. I, even, if, even if you're right, that it needed to be checked immediately, do you think that mm -hmm. possibly could have just walked around? Oh, you mean like, so going... Just walk around well, quietly, just... You, because now this becomes a spectacle. You made it a spectacle when you said, oh, stop this. I'm, I, walk around wherever he is. Okay. And, and, I, I do and see had his conversation immediately. Don't, don't, don't. The entitlement the allowed you to just say, I'm going to walk through the middle of this game okay, and, I see you saying and go talk to this man. I'm not, yeah, nah, I'm not arguing that he needed to be checked. He needed nah. to be checked. And well, it got to be done. It has to be done publicly. And, it has and, to be done. No, why? In, 
because you disrespected my child in front of everybody. That's that's everybody that's needs to understand right that. That ain't got nothing to do. That you're not gonna play with my kids again in front of this whole arena full of people. Okay, okay. Even if I walked around to him and said something to him, and he said, Now you're gonna have to make an announcement that's retracting what you said. Okay, now I, I, okay. I wholeheartedly agree with that. So there are there are different ways to yeah. handle this that don't make you appear entitled, right. nor do they. You get what I'm saying? Nor yeah, do they no, create true. this spectacle, but you can still do what you need to do. Yeah. And if he feels like I don't feel like I, then that's when I go talk to the administration or somebody like yeah. y'all need to I, see. I'm that person. I'm not. I don't need to make a spectacle of it, but you're gonna hear from me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, it just, it's I, a way to do, I'm a life coach, Jared. There is a I know, way, I know. It's a to, way to do, do anything. I just can't promise that I'm not going to punch you in the face about my kids. I can't promise that. Oh, I'm going to need to pray over you. You're going to all out before your children. Listen, because let me tell you, you think, oh, you know, Aaliyah's is going to play, going to be a dancer. Uh, let me tell you how cutthroat dancing is. Oh, yeah. I heard. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you thinking it's just going to be because Jack plans, but okay. Listen, they ain't going to have to worry okay. about me for, for real, for real. Come I ain't on. the one they going to have to be worried about. Because <laughs> if you play with Jack, oh, yeah. Ronnie ain't I might not get there. You're right. I might not Ronnie get there before yeah. Ronnie. You she ain't going to beat her to take care of whatever that is. You're right. You're right. She, Ronnie you're at you right. ASAP. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Lord, these auntie step around. It's gonna be ugly. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I might walk around to meet her there, but I'm gonna get there. <laughs> I might not go through, but I'm gonna walk around. I'm gonna meet you. We gonna make this happen. No, somebody's gonna listen. I have had to be I, not proud of it. Uh-huh. They weren't even my children. Okay. I was about to say, don't you have some experience with this? They weren't even my children. Right. But right. we were at an AAU tournament with my ex-husband, mm-hmm. and it was blatant cheating by the rep. By the rep. Mm-hmm. Everybody in there. Because people were sitting, wa- the game was so intense that people from other teams were watching, sitting right? watching, yeah. And they were like, man, this is ridiculous. Like, they, it was blatant cheating. Man, uh-huh. they, they let one of my babies uh, get filed hard or hurt or something. He wasn't even my son. I was I was out of my seat on the floor at the ref. Like uh-huh. what you're not gonna do as a grown man <laughs> is sit up here and cheat to the point that you allow them to get hurt. Like cheating, yeah, and they lose the game is one thing. Like I'd have been mad, but when you right. let them get hurt, yeah. sir, what you're not going to do, yeah. That I did, I, I did. So no, no, look. I, so I don't remember if this was the exact same story, but I was about to say I vividly remember a story like this oh, yeah. when you came on up out of the stands because <laughs> they're not my children, but they're my children. They're your children. You yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we talked no. about this yesterday. Like, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, we don't play like that. We don't. That's not how we do this at all. <laughs> yeah. You don't so, got a birth from to be yours. I got like you know some of my kids from Shepherd. Shout out to them. I saw yeah. like pictures of them and they like are older now. They're going to yeah. high school and college. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, them, them still my kids. Like, yeah. I remember Absolutely. when they were kindergartners and they, you know, 
They weren't my kids, but they were my kids. Yeah. No, I get it. I just told Elrico, Elrico, you know, he had a baby. I was uh-huh. like, oh, look at my grandbaby. Like, uh-huh. yeah, that's how I feel. Like, yeah. That's my grandchild. Them your kids. Yeah. <laughs> that's my yeah. kids. I mean, when he addresses me, he calls me mom. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even say Miss Stephanie or Miss Wallace or Miss Fish. It's mom. Mom. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I get it. I, I don't have kids, so this might be why I shouldn't speak on this, but nah, nah. The passion, I, we talked about that yesterday. Like Yeah, I, I just I don't know. LeBron, I You might not LeBron, have birthed them, but they're your kids. They are my children. That's mm-hmm. how I look at it. But but I just think it was a better way. Just a wee bit better way. That's all. So I do feel like this was an overstep to answer the question. <laughs> and I just feel like it was just passionate. So you guys let us know who's really right. Do you think yeah. that this LeBron move was an overstep on his part? Or was it just passionate? You know what okay. I'm saying? Let us know who who's really right. Okay. Um, I would appreciate, especially those of you who... Um, who, who kind of, you know, uh, commented on the post first time we didn't post it in a while. Um, oh, I appreciate yeah. it if you guys interact with us and let us know who yes. is really right. And I would certainly appreciate it if you would say that I'm really right. I just, just going to well, put that out there. Well, just go ahead and campaign then. <laughs> campaign then. I got go to. Ahead. We on episode 117. I probably have only <laughs> won. 17 who's really right <laughs> listen because you won that la- the one we did on the who would be in the finals you won oh yeah 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 i did you yeah. won you won that's you know there's too few and far in between i gotta <laughs> i gotta even it up <laughs> y'all give them that one, please <laughs> give it to them please i'm good i don't even mind like <laughs> no nah, i'm just i'm just playing let oh, us know God. let us know who you think is really right um stephanie has that he overstepped i had that this was just passion and yeah that's who's really right (laughs) all right all right all right right. so it looks like the olympics is or has been huh the olympic committee we're gonna just say the olympics the olympic committee oh the olympic committee but I, I just, I'm, I just want to say the Olympics in total, and it's okay in, in totality, has been an assault on Black women. I, so, you know, we all saw what was going on with uh, Shakari Richardson, right. Shakari, excuse me, uh, Richardson, and the fact that um, she tested positive for for THC, and they will not, they wouldn't allow her to run in um, her event, which is the 100 meters. Um, and we just found out that the relay team aren't, they're not gonna allow her to run in the, the four by one either. So she will be totally absent from the Olympics this year. Yeah. Um, and that was one thing, but then we see that um, the, um, there is a company in Europe, in Great Britain, excuse me, who made swim caps for natural natural hair for Black women. Um, the IOC wouldn't allow the swim cap to be used for swimmers because it said it didn't fit the shape of the head, which doesn't make sense at all, but okay. 
And what I will say is an update on that is they are actually about to retract Good. that stance to they allow those. They uh, better. Mm -hmm. All hell about to break loose. They better. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, they was catching it from all sides. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> um, yeah. And then earlier, and we talked about this um, with Simone Biles some weeks ago, they are trying to change the way they score gymnastics because they feel like Simone Biles has an unfair advantage just because she's that much better than everybody. I don't know how that's unfair. Unfair would be if she was, say, changing the drug that was giving her an advantage mm -hmm. or that she had access to something that nobody else did. They all Sorry. train together. They all in the mm -hmm. same places. All the equipment, I don't care where you are in the world, the gymnastics equipment looks the same. They're not putting out special things for her when it's her turn. Where is unfair? I'm sorry. I'm just wanting yeah. to start with this. Where is unfair? The, uh, the unfairness is that- This black I, I, girl is just too too much better than the rest of the world. That, that was the nicer. I, I I couldn't put it nicer. Oh like no, that. I'm gonna put it there. The <laughs> black girl is just too much better than the rest of the world. I was about to take the other side of it about the the other oh, folks well, who can't well. compete, but I don't want to. Uh, you know. No, but the, I mean, Simone Biles I don't is just know doing. what else you can say. What else can you say? What else can you say? I, I, that that these little white girls that they want to compete can't. Uh, I see. I want to see. I was trying to stay away from that. I was trying to stay away from that. Look, I'm gonna no, edit that out. Like, because there are people from all over the world in the Olympics, so True. we won't just yeah. say that they're just white girls. I know. I, but, yeah. Yeah, but all of these people have the same opportunities afforded to them. So I really feel like this is what is unfair is to do this to her. Yeah. That I, I'm sorry. That's what's unfair. Mm -hmm. Um. So that one, you know, I was boiling, but this yeah. whole—I'm—I'm I'm happy to hear that they're changing the the swim cap thing because this is blatant racism. Oh yeah. Like the Simone Biles thing, we can take race out of it if we want to, right? And just say because she's the best y'all need to do this. Not mm -hmm. the fact that she, I mean, we know that it's probably a little bit about her being not, not being not black. Right. Right. <laughs> but, um, definitely with this one, I feel like it is out of the three, this is the most blatant, right. Blatantly racist thing, because mm -hmm. for you to say, she can't wear the type of the type of swim cap that is going to be best for her hair texture, which is different than most of the people mm -hmm. who are swimming, is discrimination. You are discriminating against the fact that she has a thicker, coarser um, hair hair uh, texture mm -hmm. and requires a different type of cap. So I'm glad that they're getting their stuff together to right. to correct and rectify this because that is blatant racism mm -hmm. and i don't know i can't sugarcoat it i can't find a way to make it work you know me i've been trying no right. that is blatant racism mm -hmm. so i am glad that they are working on this now for shikari 
I'm having, I'm going back to, we talked about this. Mm-hmm. Michael Phelps. Right. Was, do, I don't remember, was it like this for him? No. Nah. Oh, okay, because well, I didn't think it was. So, I just so, to make sure. So what I'll say, and I guess I, you can weigh this the way you want. When Michael Phelps tested positive for marijuana, it was the off season. And so when he served his 30 day suspension, it was more so you won't be able to train during this time, even though they can't stop you from training, but you can't train right. with your- With you know, us, you can't be with here. Us. Right. right. Um, so he did serve his 30 days it didn't have this many stakes, you know. Yeah, I think the part that I mean about this, I know it was off season for him, but the part I guess I'm saying is, but the backlash, the backlash and the people who, because even though it happened in the off season, it happened. So they could have been the same way that they have been with Shikari, right? And say, well, we don't, we're not going to give you the opportunity to participate at all. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's not what happened. So anyway, yeah, I don't know. I'm done. I'm trying to stay calm today because we got lots of these kind of stories and I don't want to get too too hyped up. So I'm going to just, I'm going to be real chill. That's all I have to say. Mm. I'm going to leave that alone. I, I, what I think about it is I, I think that um, um, I think there's already an issue with the United States for the IOC. Um, because we know that this is political, right? As much as it is about, be. you know, um, as much as it's about the games and the, the competition and this and the third, it's also about politics. And so, um, they already have an issue with the United States and for the black athletes who, um, and we can see the black women athletes are, they out there, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think this is a covert way to try to, to marginalize these black women in the Olympics. But this is um, a this is a small pot kind of um, spotlight on the misogyny of the world and the mm-hmm. racism of the the misogyny and racism that black women face. Mm-hmm. It, this is a spotlight in one little small area to show right. how it really looks, especially in America, for an African American woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just, I mean because. Even if you were to say, you know, you point to Shikari Richardson and, and say, well, okay, oh, she, um, she knew she wasn't supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. But what does that say about the them trying to change the way uh, the gymnastics is judged? And what does that say about 
not allowing um, a certain a certain piece of equipment that is more geared to one group of people. You're not allowing that to be used. Like, how do you defend that? You can't. You can't. Indefensible. You can't. Neither one of them. Neither one of them. I, I'm just, yeah. Um, and I can't remember her name. The young lady we spotlighted who's who graduated from Harvard, who wants to do the um, medical, the work with- uh, Yes. She came out and was like, it's very disheartening that so many African-Americans have said they're not gonna watch the Olympics um, because of all of this, right? Um, well, because she was like, we still need your support. And I, right. I'm torn, I'm torn because of that, right? Because I, in my head, I was like, I won't be watching. So, and that's not to, to diminish what she said or like, but my thing was, I said that, and this was even after the whole, when we talked about Maria Taylor yesterday, um, I feel like all Black Olympians, all Black American Olympians should boycott the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Certainly now, because Japan is issuing state of emergency. Yeah. And there won't be any fans there, which means that there's something serious going on there. So I don't even think y'all should be going in. Stay anywhere. at home. Right. I'm just right. stay at home. Yeah. So yeah, this will be the perfect the opportunity. Boycott, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Perfect opportunity for you just go ahead and boycott. Yeah. But they um, work hard. That's the thing. You know, they work hard to get there. And that's probably part of the problem. Right. Yeah. They, they want, yeah, I get it. But we'll see. I know we gotta go on. But yeah, this is yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's uh well, another part of this. Yeah. Another part of this was that um Joe Biden. Get him. Get him. <laughs> oh, Joe. Sleepy Joe. Get him. Joe. Um he responded to Shikari's uh suspension. And his response was rules are rules, but maybe they need to consider changing this one. Hmm. And I was really proud of the way she responded. What do you feel about that response? Love it. Huh? Thank you. Love it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't, it, because what I love about it is it wasn't some, it wasn't a, a reprimand, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't this backhanded thing. It wasn't, right. he didn't, he didn't backhand it like all rules are rules and left it at that, right? He said mm -hmm. rules are rules and y'all might want to think about changing that rule. Right. Like he, he, he backed up why he said, why he was supporting her before he right. even said, I'm supporting her. Mm -hmm. And um, so I appreciate that from him because it may not sound very politically correct. You get what maybe, I'm saying? Maybe I need to hear it in context because I was actually about to say it sounded too politically correct it sounded like he didn't take a stance at all right but he so, did he said they might so, need to change this rule but but he said rules are rules yeah but this is one they may need to change to change right yeah but he said this is maybe 
maybe they need to change it. So, I think the word maybe wasn't a wasn't a possible. You know how sometimes you'll use it in a different context. Right. I, no, okay, so I, I know what you mean. Like not yeah. taking his words way too literal. Like yeah. he may have said maybe, but he meant like this needs to be changed. Yeah. But to me, his statement just kind of encompassed everybody, right? Which is what I feel about conservative Democrats. Like, mm. you know, mm. let's let's make a statement that that pleases everyone. Rules is rules. Yeah. That's gonna be the first thing that people hear. So the people who want to be on the side of, oh well, well she, she should have listened yeah. to the rules. Like, okay, I, I appease that group of people. Then, but I, so I do agree with that though. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they need to change the rules. See, I wouldn't have said rules, rules. I would have just said, this is a rule that they need to change. Okay. I get that. I get that. You know what I'm saying? Because to me, saying, saying both of them, you're playing both sides of the fence, which to me uh, is what politics is all about. Uh, I guess. Because in my mind, I'm thinking he didn't have to say, but they need to change the rules. I mean, you could have just been like, rules are rules. I like the way she responded. But you alienate a whole group of people by saying rules are rules. And this is coming from the same man who said that if you vote for Donald Trump, then you ain't black. Okay. So I just feel like the statement was kind of a, let me pander to both sides. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I see it. I see your point. I'm still like, glad he said it. I'm still glad he said it, though. I, I do like that he said that he was proud of the way that she responded because mm-hmm. I really did like the way that she responded. She accepted yeah. responsibility for right. her actions. Yeah. She told you why, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And like, you can't ask for anything better than that. But That's it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we just talked about this whole, uh, well, I just mentioned this whole Maria Taylor situation. Um, with Rachel Nichols. And for those of you who haven't heard this, um, Rachel Nichols was secretly recorded um, making a statement about diversity at ESPN. Um, And it might've been okay if she had to stop there, but she used Maria Taylor as the example of ESPN trying to right um, their wrongs on diversity. But in the midst of that, what it sounded like was that Maria Taylor was only being given this job as a diversity hire, as opposed to the fact that she is actually good at her job and she deserved this opportunity. So when I saw this, my first thought was, what in the white privilege is going on (laughs) here? Oh, Lord have mercy. Yeah, this, this. Again. I got a lot to say about this topic, but the words are all over the place. So I'm gonna let you go because. This, this right here. I was disheartened, Mm -hmm. I would say. Um, And for anybody who's white, who listens to our show, it is these types of things that make us leery mm-hmm. of sincerity and genuineness, right. right? Because I'm about to cry. It's just making me so mad. Um, this 
young black woman was not, if you know anything, you know she was not given anything. Exactly. And to throw out her talent and accomplishments and make this strictly about race for you mm-hmm. in order for you to feel good about the outcome is disgusting. Yeah. Um, and I think funny, kind of like what you just said about Joe Biden, her statement was, this was back in 2020, in July of last year. Mm-hmm. when they were trying to figure this whole thing out with the bubble. I wish Maria Taylor all the success in the world. She covers football. She covers basketball. If you need to give her more things to do because you're feeling pressure about your crappy long-time record on diversity, which, by the way, I know personally from the female side of it, like, go for it. Just find it somewhere else. You are not going to find it from me or taking my thing away. Um, ma'am, nothing belongs to you. That's all ESPN stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all they IP. That's all they IP people. Right. And if they choose <laughs> to go in a different direction from you, this, that's why I laughed when you said it. This is the, her viewpoint on this is the epitome of white privilege. Mm-hmm. And her conversation with, that's the other thing. Cause when nobody's even talking about him, what's his name? The person she oh, was um, Mendelson. Mendelson. This is somebody that LeBron and others have utilized for their own things. And here you are on this phone call with her talking about how you over and sick of all of this stuff with Black Lives Matter and all of this. Again, it bodes to why we hesitate <laughs> to, to, to take it seriously that you're being sincere. Mm-hmm. Because when you think no one's watching, when you think no one's listening. They are. Or if you never say it out of your mouth, but these are the things that are in your mind or your heart, it's still the same. It just feels so wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, you know, they've completely taken this whole thing away from her. I heard that on the way home. Well, she has let her no keep... role at this point. Huh? She has no role in the NBA finals at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, but my thing is she still has her show to jump. Okay. Which I don't know how much what how much better that's gonna get. I don't know. Well, so yeah. in the video, what you hear is her saying that she turned down the sideline reporter gig because mm-hmm, she feel like she should be right. Yeah. Yes. One of the one of the you know announcers. Uh huh. But I just don't get how that affects Maria Taylor. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't get how. Why did your words even have to be in spoken about her? Like, if you want to slam ESPN on, on diversity, cool. Like, 
But Maria Taylor is her threat. Huh? Maria Taylor is her threat. Right. That's why she had to talk about her. Maria is Taylor is the threat. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Yeah. She is the threat. You are it. So this is what misplaced aggression looks like, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have said she's going to be my target. I'm going to talk about her instead of talking to them. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, she is. Yeah. I'm. I'm dis. I am. I'm disheartened by this. Um. Hmm. These are the things that make you have make you think, right? I hate stuff like this. I ain't gonna lie because I'm not that person. Um, I'm truly, I'm just not, I'm not that person. And so um, to see and hear uh, this kind of thing, it, it just takes me aback. And I'm, I'm, and then I'm looking at everybody like, what you saying behind my back? Right. Oh, how you really feel? Like I'm, yeah. I go there because it's a, nah, I'm it's not a, gonna lie. That's this is how it took me to that place where I'm like, mm. I think it's a it's a trigger for black people. It is. You know I think that's exactly the right way to put it, Jerry. Because it's, it's like all last year, you you heard you hear you know your white allies saying, "Yo, I'm I'm about to struggle. I'm about to cause." Right. You know what I'm saying? I see what's going on, and then. Mm. You think to yourself, like, okay, I don't want to be discriminated against for the color of my skin. And so I understand that someone who is not of my ethnic background, they don't want to be discriminated either. Exactly. So let me reach across the aisle. You know, let me allow them to, to understand, to help, to whatever. And then to hear something like this from somebody who she would consider herself herself an ally. Yeah. And it's like, you, you can be an ally until it's it's it hits home, hits a little closer to home, where somebody's supposedly in your mind coming for something that you have. And that's like you said, that's where the white privilege comes into. Like yes. that's where it comes in. It's mine. Like, I'm entitled to this. Don't yeah. don't you can. Look, we'll give you this this little over here, but don't come for mine. Because when you come for mine, then it's a problem. I think the most disheartening part about this is the the black people who came out so strongly in support of Rachel Nichols. And it wasn't just the fact that, like, it's one of those things where if somebody says something to get somebody who I know, and I say, okay, I know them. Right, I know them, and let me, you know, say how good of a person I think this person is. Mm-hmm. Jamel Hill had the perfect response. I may know her, and I may have never had a bad experience with her. That don't mean that what she said about Maria Taylor was right. No, that's right. And that's not something that you should be, you know, what I'm saying beating a beating a drum for. Yeah. Just be quiet. If here's my thing. If you that's your friend or you feel some connection to her, mm-hmm. but you know if you speak out, it's gonna be to the detriment of the other person, then just be quiet. Right. It's okay. 
you can have that opinion, but you don't have to share it with the world. Right. Because one, one somebody going to be hurt by what you said. Right. And so, again, this goes back to my statement before. Black women, punching bag. Punching bag. Mm-hmm. For you to even, and, and I'm speaking specifically about the Black men that you mentioned, right? Yeah. That have come out on her side. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, <laughs> so you telling me that my white allies are not really my allies. And then my black people that are supposed to be my brothers and sisters and not are al- that's supposed to be allies are not allies. So who the heck do we have? Mm-hmm. Well, I, so in fairness, right? And that, I don't want to diminish those black voices and those black men who did come out in defense of Rachel Nichols because I thought it was classless and I thought it was, you know, um, I, like you said, I, if, if even if you were, you understand what Rachel Nichols was saying and you know her personally, that wasn't the time to come out and say anything public. But um, on the other side of this, and I, and I need for this to be mentioned, there were a lot of people, not even just black men, black women, there were a lot of people who came out in defense of Maria Taylor Absolutely. You know, I don't know if you saw Jalen Rose's daughter. Uh Uh-uh. Oh, his daughter laid into Rachel Nichols. You know, we we talked yesterday about Adrian Wojnarowski. Yeah. About what he said, about what what Adam Silver said, what um, Jalen Rose said, and what, so... What I don't want to get lost here is that the amount of support yeah, absolutely. that Maria Taylor, you know what I'm saying, had absolutely. coming out from this thing because there have been a lot of people who've given their, um, you know, who've given their opinion about the matter and who, you know, spoken about it. And what, what tends to happen is those voices who are in opposition ring the loudest. And they drown out all of these other voices and all of this other support. And while that's unfortunate to hear somebody like Stephen Jackson come out with the stance that he had, and uh, Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes um, I'm, I'm trying so hard not to call him the, the nickname that Kwame Brown has given him. <laughs> oh. Okay, yeah, don't do oh, that. You know, yeah, no, nah, I'm not calling him that. Don't, don't do that. But okay. no, nah, because I'm, I'm still a fan of, of Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson, but I can acknowledge um, yeah. They are wrong. I don't ride so hard for anybody to where if they do something I don't think is right, then I'm just gonna say, well, "I'm a fan of them." So they get the, exactly what we just said. Mm-hmm. Even though you you a fan or you're a friend, mm-hmm. if they wrong, they wrong. They you wrong, just, right? You, either you be quiet or you right. don't say or you 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 speak what's right. One right. of the two, but you don't. And this and, is not just so people know. This has been this is a racial issue because of the whole comments that were made on Maria, I mean, on Rachel Nichols' side, right? Right. That made it about race, but the outrage is this is the is not about the race part, in my opinion. It is about the disrespect of another journalist, right? And her 
uh, work that she's put in to be where she is. Because mm-hmm. you see, I mean, um, you see it. That's, and, that's, and I feel like this was time because, you know, Rachel Nichols, I mean, not Rachel Nichols, excuse me, Maria Taylor's contract is coming up soon. Yeah. And she felt like, she, well, they reported that she felt like she was lowballed. Yeah. I don't think that she actually said that. Yeah. But they, they reported that. And then this can't, comes out. Right. So it's kind of like the fact that that was um, taped over a year ago yeah. and that is just coming out now during Maria Taylor's contract time is very suspicious. Yeah. Well, I'm going to just say this. I want <laughs> I want us as a race of human beings to do better. Yeah. That's all I'm, I want us to do better because I, mm-hmm. I am probably such a hopeless uh, optimist <laughs> mm-hmm. that if we could just get beyond this made up thing of race, that we could be better. We could yeah. be better. And it just Definitely. disgusts me. You know, I, I love everybody and I truly do. And I just, I, it just disgusts me that, and and I'm not a fake person. Yeah. And so that I think boils me in it more than anything. Don't be fake. If you mm-hmm. don't like me because the skin color, my skin, just say that. Right. You ain't even gotta say it. Just don't say nothing. Right. <laughs> don't fake though. Don't be in yeah, my fake. Don't fake the fun me. And then when you get with your boys or your girls, and then you, I, that is just where I am on it. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. All right. All right. Um we, yeah. uh, over the last week, I would say, we've seen yeah. a, week. a lot of death in sports, you know. Crazy um, stuff, you know, I, I feel like I feel like it started off with the quarterback from Kennesaw State, Ladarius Clarity. Yeah. Um He uh, um, he was shot and killed in Pensacola, Florida, in his hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was a Kennesaw State uh, quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every time I hear something about this, I think about, you know, my experience in, you know, college football and, like, just how young we were when we started. And, like, you know, none of us are going to school expecting to come home and have something like this happen, right? And I I think I told this story before. I'm sorry, guys. I know I always interject a little bit of my personal life into this. But um, there was the summer of 2003. Um, Shout out to all of my friends. We were all up at um, the basketball court at Rudolph Elementary. And we had all made the decision that we won't go to the club that night. Now, at this point, 2003, I was 19 years old, right? So I'm home for the summer, and I say home because I'm in my neighborhood, but I went to Howard I don't University. Say, when is... were you not at home? But <laughs> <laughs> um, I was at Howard University, so I'm right down the street from home. Yeah. But I was in my neighborhood, and um, we were at the basketball court playing basketball, and it like 7.45, almost 8 o'clock. We, you know, it was like, oh, let's let's go to the club. 
So me and and two of my friends who was at the basketball court with me, we were walking to the house. I was going to go take a shower and get ready. As we were walking, a car pulls up to us, speeding, stops right where we are. And two dudes jump out the car. The guy in the driver's seat, he walks around to me. The guy in the passenger seat, he walks around to one of my friends. And before I really knew what exactly what was going on, I had a gun to my head, right? And so Jesus. in that moment, it's like, you know, your whole life flashed before your eyes. Yeah, like when people say that, like, that's real. No, it really like, everything is. you did, like, oh, man, like, okay. Yeah, I've had one in my head. I get it. Yeah, so I, it, it, you know, it, it shocked me. And my first thing after that happened, one, I was upset. After being scared, I was frustrated. Right. Like, I got robbed in my neighborhood. Like, I'm supposed to take solace in my neighborhood. And right. I didn't want to be one of those guys where it's like, okay, you done went to school, you didn't, you know, became this football Don't you player say in that. college. Oh, okay. What? About, no, go ahead. All right. Uh, <laughs> don't don't, you know, get brand new and yeah. you know, not come around here and show us love. So but after that, like I didn't know who I could trust. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm not going around my neighborhood anymore. Mm-hmm. And I stayed away like in the mm-hmm. summers. After that, my I want to say like that next summer my parents moved to Upper Marlboro in Maryland. And I would rarely go around my, my neighborhood that I grew up in. Um, and stories like this are why, you know. Yeah, it's almost like the drug addict or right. alcoholic. Like they tell them not to go back to the people who were, because sometimes they want to bring you back down or right. they want to, like, I just, they, there's a $10,000 reward out for information because mm-hmm. they just found him in his car dead like right. so they know have no clue as to what happened and so it's just it was more than 50 shots that's that, that feels at his car yeah that feels personal like that's not a you know what i mean like that's a that's a passionate thing like that's they a, call that's it crime a, of passion you, you making sure that yeah 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 I, Oh, I just feel bad for the young that that that, that yeah, his life was just starting. He had just, mm-hmm. I mean, just and they talk about how what a what a good dude and great teammate he was. Mm. So sad. But he's not the only one. It was a in yeah. the span of a week that all of this craziness happened. Then the right. next one. The next was, one I believe was the uh uh at the, the, golf, the golf course. It was at a golf course before yeah, the golf course. It was the it was the golf course because the, the okay. goalies was on Monday. I Fourth believe. of July. Oh, I no, it was Fourth of July. It was on Sunday. Yep. The, the golf course was when was that Saturday? Saturday. Yeah. So <clears throat> at the golf course, um, pro golfer Gene Siller, mm-hmm. and what they say is that he had witnessed a murder of the other two people who they had found in the truck, oh. which was the reason why he was the tar- target. He ended up just being in the wrong place at the wrong yep. time, um, which was, I mean, just hearing that one, because it's right up the street from where I, I was am. gonna say it's right up the street from you. Yeah. yeah, you know, right there in Cobb County. Yeah. And so, you know, seeing and hearing this was just like, oh, like, 
We got some old you mafia want, stuff. Girl. That's yes. some old mafia stuff. Like on a what? golf course, right? We we all some mafia stuff around here. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So, um, yeah. God, God rest their souls. Yeah. Um, the last one, like we said, was the NHL goalie, um, Matisse Kivlinix. Kivlinix. I think that's it. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna I'm say it. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he was a goalie for the Columbus Blue, the Blue Columbus Blue Jackets, excuse me. And he was at a party at his coach's house, sitting in a hot tub with some of his friends when they were lighting fireworks, and a mortar-style um, firework, um, while it was being lit, ended up tilting and shooting towards the um, the hot tub that they were in. And he wasn't able to get out of the hot tub quick enough and the firework hit him in the chest and he died of blunt force trauma before hitting his head mm-hmm. on the concrete, which is what they first reported. Originally thought, yeah. Um, and just seeing all of this, man, was just super sad. Um, Cause all of these guys were just starting their lives I mean, the, the, I mean, Gene the golf was a little older. Yeah. He was an older gentleman, but minding his business still. Right. Like, oh, it just went, and it was like back to back stories. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. this has been one of the more tragic weeks in sports. Right. Like, that, that span of that time was mm-hmm. pretty tragic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, I saw, I mean, I just wanted to. Heaven acknowledge each one of them and like you said rest in rest in heaven each to each of those kings mm-hmm. um yeah for sure all right all right all right on to the real yeah all right so for this on to the real um this on to the real is about how the student athletes have instantly got to work on this name they went image first. and likely like excuse me like this um and so we got a few people who already got some stuff in, in motion. Yeah. And we're going to start with Hannah and Haley Cavender, mm-hmm. who penned a huge deal with Boost Mobile. Those are twins. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Florida State's quarterback, Mackenzie Milton, and Miami quarterback, Derek King, agreed to serve as co-founders of a new tech platform to help other athletes get gigs speaking and endorsing. So that's hot. That's tight right there. Right there, like that's well, hot. That's so smart. All Whoever of them stick out, but them, that's right. That was smart. So people talked about, and, and even we talked about like, okay, how's this thing gonna be regulated? Right. You got some students who are still in school who's like, oh, yeah, oh, y'all needed to be regulated. Yeah. <laughs> hold, hold my beer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so right. Um it says they also plan to create non-fungible tokens to sell to fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and quite a few are launching, you know, clothing brands. Yeah, it's been quite a few yeah. of them. It was like, yeah, this is my chance. Let me go and get this out here. Right. Yeah. One of the ones that um, I want to bring up, well, first let me say five Jackson State football players signed a deal with Three Kings Grooming um, for some of their grooming products. Love it. That's a black that's college job. Because it's the HBCU. Exactly. So for me, that's why I was like, oh, uh-uh, this is big. Like, I love this. 
Right. Yeah. And, and I do add, not believe one of those five, I do not believe out of any of those five, any of them were Dion's sons. sons. Yeah. No. Nah. So no, before you go there. Right. No. <laughs> the, the one that I want to add um, is Percy Miller, who is Percy Miller's son. I was going to say, what does that name sound? Okay, as Master P. Uh-huh. So, Master P's son, who is going to enroll at Tennessee State in the fall, and he's playing for their basketball team, um, received a $2 million endorsement. Get it, brother. $2 million. So we got, we got Black college players who are participating in this NLI. NIL. I mean, excuse me, NIL. You know. yeah <laughs> oh no i'm sorry no this is great yeah i love this i love it for each of them my, i still have my same concerns right Just giving somebody that's 18 two million dollars luckily his daddy got money so oh, he's yeah. coming for money it's a little different but somebody right. else who yes. isn't who this you're a first generation millionaire or you are mm-hmm. you get, like you've not had anybody show you how to handle what you do with your money those are the ones i'm concerned about i am least concerned with the players like blowing and spending their money and i know you remember i know you remember the uh the (laughs) meme that i sent you yesterday about uh uh what's his name um whatever it was i can't think of his name play basketball for duke i hated him um he's still playing in the nba right now I know that's a strong word, but I did. I, I lowered a mercy. Okay, you know I'm a University JJ. of Maryland fan. JJ, JJ Reddick. JJ Reddick, yeah. Three-point specialist. He was he used yes, to kill I Merlin. Love JJ Reddick. Yes. He used to kill Merlin. Hated him so much. Yeah. <laughs> but he had tweeted, he said, if somebody had given me all this much money uh for this name, right. and likeness thing when I was in school, I would yeah. spend all my money on Natty Ice. <laughs> See? And I believe that. But, I believe that they're gonna be that way. But they tweeted them and said, it's not too late. It's not too late. I know that's the part that was funny. It's not too late. You can come get this paper. Uh, Maybe you see you now. Like, yeah. I, you know, so, and obviously not everyone has the family around them. They don't. To help them to be able to spend this money. And I think this is where the schools are going to need. But they're to, not going to do that. Well, they want this to fail. You do realize? They, oh yeah, no, I know they wanted to fail. They oh, need. Okay. They needed to fail. They do for their they own financial fail. security. They needed to fail, so they're and not gonna help them. They're not gonna help them. It'll have to be outside. It'll be us. Feel to yeah, the real. Yeah, feel to the real. Yeah. L- listen, it'll be us. Yeah. Coming in, just yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. Mm-hmm. So call us. Shoot us an email. All that we we'll yeah. we'll take care of that for y'all. We'll take care of that. Yep. <laughs> um, and one more thing about them, and uh, or one more thing about this about the whole NIL. There was there's a bunch of gyms over the state of Florida, and they said that they would pay all of the players from the University of Miami. Now I'm thinking that they meant just the starters. I don't know if they could pay a hundred and some odd players, hundred and twenty something players. $500 a month. To come um, play in their gym? No, no, just to post it on their social media. The gym? Yeah, to post about the gym on their social media. And they would get $500 a month 
because they know everybody isn't going to do it, so they 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 not go. That's why they can say that. Every everybody ain't gonna post. Everybody not gonna do it. Right. So yeah. Wow. I know I'd have been doing it. Can I? I know. (laughs) Too bad it went so. I'm up here like y'all need me to post. (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) We we didn't. I don't. There wasn't even really. Well, no. I guess we had Black Planet and some other stuff, but Facebook didn't come out until my junior year of college. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really have social media like that. Right. Listen, let me tell you something. So y'all better take advantage have... of this. Right. Listen, I better take advantage. advantage. Y'all, y'all <laughs> take advantage. We'll take advantage. Bring it on. We can mm-hmm. catch you. You need us to post your stuff on our, we, we got we'll you. We'll do it. <laughs> Listen, shoot. Yeah. All right. So All right. Feel good. Glad for them. Oh, yeah. Nah, definitely. Glad for them. Yeah. Yeah. All right, feel good final thought? Yes. All right, now you tell me about this story. So it's been it's been all over the all over everywhere you look now though. Yeah. Yeah. Now this is one of those eyeball sweat ones. Oh I absolutely was eyeball sweat <laughs> when I when I originally saw I was like, this is amazing. So t- tell us a little bit about David Brown and his guy, Jerome Avery. So David Brown is a blind track athlete mm-hmm. and uh, Jerome Avery is his trainer, mm-hmm. but Jerome Avery also serves as like his guide mm-hmm. on the, on the uh, field, right? When they're yeah. in the track, he um, literally runs beside David. David runs like, you know, you see track athletes, but he, he uses his hand to kind of like, touch where Jerome is Mm -hmm. and Jerome is constantly talking to him the entire time so he's not only getting to feel where he is but he's hearing him to Mm -hmm. keep him aligned to where he needs to go and what was beautiful about it is if you've seen the video of that was for him um uh in his Olympic trial you Mm -hmm. saw David and you saw Jerome and you could see Jerome's lips saying go David go David it's so uh-huh. I was like oh my god yeah. this is amazing mm-hmm. I just thought it was just the most amazing thing and it just speaks volumes to me nothing should stand in your way mm-hmm. of your dreams yeah. nothing that's yeah. just what I got like you know me, the life coach. That's <laughs> in my head. That's right. like no excuses, nothing. Right. It's, nothing. it's when you hear stories like this, you like I can't make excuses because if he yeah. can be so motivated to say, you know what, I'm going to run track, right. and I'm going to have a guide. And shout out to the guy. You know what I'm saying? Hey, shout out to Jerome. Jerome Avery, you are the man. Yeah. He, yo, you cheer, you his cheerleader on top. Right. Like, that is just amazing. It's right. just the best story. It was just the best story. Yeah. I was all warm and fuzzy from this one, for real. Yeah. yeah. This is definitely the eyeball sweat one. <laughs> yeah, this is a warm and fuzzy for me. I love it. So, yeah. All right. I all right. ain't watching TV this week, so I ain't got no show pick. Uh, you know, I guess the only thing I'm really going to be watching is the, the finals. Yeah. Um, that's why I said I ain't really been watching. Uh, unless it's, it becomes not so competitive. Um, 
but I guess the only thing I would say that I am going to watch as soon as I get a chance to, it may not be this weekend though, is the documentary on Dick Gregory. Mm, okay. Um, um, Dick Gregory and watching, you know, all that he has done um, over his life. Um, yeah, he wow. was unapologetic. I love that. I'm <laughs> I was trying to find the right it. word to say. No, I love it. But um, and it was just so good to see. And he was one yeah. of those true elders. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the wise you know, he, one. Yeah. 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 You know, he might say something that might not, you know, it might hurt you. your feelings a little bit. But like, yeah, you know what I'm like saying? Like Auntie Maya. That's how I say it. Auntie yeah. Maya. <laughs> My answer, that was how she uh -huh. Auntie Maya. Okay. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. No, that's but good. Okay, I'm gonna so check that out. That's out. Yeah. So I do have something that I have watched. It's uh -huh. it's it's available to watch. I'll say that. Um, God just put it in my spirit to say, if you have not, please go and check out a series from Transformational Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. um, over the past four weeks, well, five, they took a break at one week to, for Juneteenth. But for the past four, he did a four-week series, Pastor Charles Metcalf from okay. Transformation Church, who is one of the executive pastors because Michael Todd is the lead pastor, but he's also battle. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Wife just had a baby. Congratulations. Yes. Mm -hmm. Pastor him and Pastor Natalie had a baby. Um, but he did a series over the last four weeks called The Paradox of Purpose. Oh yeah. It you actually told me about this. Was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Yeah, I got to check that one out. How, how many? Uh, four. Four? Four parts? Four, four, okay. four parts. It was phenomenal. I think everybody, whether you are Christian or not, will find value in, in that message. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was phenomenal. So that's what I was watching, if I was watching it. For sure. Or that I would recommend to watch for sure. Okay. All right. All right. We at the end of another one. We made it. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> we <laughs> because made we got to get out of here. I'm gonna uh, speed through these. Uh, yeah. Where you ahead. can find us out. So, or you can find us at. Mm -hmm. You can hit us up at our email account. That's field the number two the real podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can reach out to us on social media. Our IG is field the number two, the real podcast. Our uh, Twitter is at field the number two, the real P1. Um, you can reach out to us on Facebook. That's the uh, field to the real podcast on Facebook. And please go to our YouTube page, like, share, subscribe to the field to the real podcast. Um, our videos are going up as we speak and you'll be able to catch up and, and get back in the, um, get back in the flow with us. Yeah. Um, but you got anything else? Nope. Uh, well, if that's it, we love you guys. We truly appreciate you, but we out of here.
Peace. <laughs> Go ahead and tell the peace sign. You can see all no. your fingers just now. No. <laughs> No, I'm scared that if I do it, that's just what will happen. Right. No, I'm good. Nope. <laughs> nah, we love you guys. All right. <laughs> now put the cameras on me. 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 Put the cameras on me.